Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, number 973, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it, the understanding of it, based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. This podcast, my beloved, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where the Bible says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, which is a very powerful thing, by the way. We used to do it in our churches. And look what has happened since we have taken uh, the reading of the Word of God by itself, no comment, out of the church trying to be cute, uh, trying to uh, appeal to people instead of appealing to God. Anyway, the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, the understanding of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened. Today, beloved, we're reading Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Holy Father, God, bless and anoint the reading of your holy word and give us great understanding of it (coughs) so that we can obey it and apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1 Behold I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in Behold he shall come saith the Lord of hosts. Ladies and gentlemen, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Pardon me. 
Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost and the Bible Knowledge Commentary of Dallas Theological Seminary. Malachi directed the attention of the faithless and hopeless questioners to the future. Though some have taken my messenger as the writer of this book or as an angel, it seems best to see him as a future prophet. Yea, Jesus explicitly identified this person as John the Baptist. Now remember, this is the last book of the Old Testament. The fact that this messenger will prepare his way harmonizes with Isaiah 43. The coming of this messenger was to be the first of a twofold uh, eschatological event. The second step would be the coming of the Lord in his day. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word and for your servant John the Baptist and for our Savior Jesus Christ. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, and glorify your holy name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Dear friends, this passage speaks about Jesus Christ's coming in the last book of the Bible, Malachi. And he came. Hundreds of years later, he came. He came for you based upon the word of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Have you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ? You need to. Because first you need to understand and accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. You have sinned against God as I have, the Pope has, the Dalai Lama has, even Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church in America, has sinned against God. We're all sinners. Stop being proud. Some of you are so proud you, you can't admit your sins. Some of you are so proud that you can, be, you can get caught with the cookie in your mouth and still lie and say you don't have it in you, your mouth. And people can see it as plain as day. You can steal and, and have the uh, contraband in your hand and, and, and still lie and say you don't have it. You're so proud. 
You're so proud that you know you're lost and you won't get saved in the church, serving in the church. Some would consider you faithful. Pride has damned many souls to hell. Humble yourself down and admit that you're not saved based upon your own track record that you know about. Some of you have sinned against God by lusting and coveting what other people have. Many have sinned against God by uh, being disobedient and uh, uh, children who dishonor their parents and disrespect their parents and join others against their parents. Some of you have dishonored God by using God's name in vain, swearing, using God's name. You know you're telling a lie, but you will swear, you will affirm, and use God's name in your lie. God does not like ugly, as the old folks used to say. We all have sin, in other words. I just named five of the Ten Commandments that we all have broken. If we are of age, we're not talking about the little children who uh, got killed by a person who was demon-possessed. They're in heaven. You don't have to worry about them. They're doing fine. <laughs> okay, that's, that ought to be a comfort to you. It's a comfort to my heart. I know where they are. And God was not shocked by anything, and, and he was prepared for them. And they're enjoying eternity, I can assure you. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a sad penalty and punishment for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. That means that you're going to die because of your sins. And if you, and if God allows you to die from this earth, now listen, if God will allow children to die, old folks to die in a grocery store when all they're trying to do is pinch pennies and pick up a few little knickknacks. God, if he will allow you to die for your sins, and he will, he will allow you to go to hell if you do not pass by the cross and believe on Jesus Christ and repent of your sins. So third, accept the fact, dear friend, that you're on the road to hell Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43 through 48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. 
And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. These are the words of none other than Jesus Christ. Yes, the one that the world honors on Christmas Day. People who don't even believe in Jesus Christ, they have to tip the hat to them on Christmas Day. Because everything shuts down for the most part. On Easter as well. I said the world has to, at least, they may not bow down all the way, but they got to tip their head to the Savior. It's almost like they're forced to do so. Because if Walmart closed down, America closes down. <laughs> oh, yes. And you better get in there on e uh, uh, Christmas Eve by 6 o'clock because you're going to be through. Because Walmart loses billions of dollars for Jesus' sake. I don't know how long they're going to do it, but that's what they've done for many years. Ever since I've been saved, they shut down with a whole lot of money on the table in honor of the greatest man who ever lived. The God-man, 100% God, 100% Jesus. Born of a virgin. A woman who never had been touched by man. Who never sinned in word, thought, Indeed, can you say that? No, you can't. But some of you proud people will look all kind of and be slow in answering like you, you, you are like that. You're not like that. You're a sinner. Listen, listen to me very carefully now. There are people so sick of sin in their lives, sick with sin in their lives, they're so proud that they find it hard to admit that they have ever sinned and some have said, even a president has said, uh, I've never had to repent because, I mean, basically uh, suggesting that he had never sinned. It's a lie. We all have done evil. Jesus Christ never did evil. And then he voluntarily, as the Lamb of God, the uh, Passover, the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God for everybody in the world. Oh, we have a Passover too, like the Jews. Join in with what they had in the past. It's the most remarkable story in the history of the world. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, John the Baptist, by the way. We just got through talking about. Paved the way for him. And said he must increase and I must decrease. And he said behold the Lamb of God. How about that? Who taketh away the sin of the world. For you and for me. He paid for all of our sins. He paid our sin debt. And all he wants you to do is believe in him and he'll take care of the rest. 
You say, well, preacher, I want to get my life together first. It doesn't work that way. So I'll come back and talk about this later. You may not have a later. No, you'll be dead and gone by the time you get your life together. We, we can't get our lives together. Only Jesus can. Huh? So believe in him. Have faith in him. Trust in him to save your soul. For he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for our sins, a cruel death. Was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. And all you have to do is believe in him. Hell is bad, bad news. Bad news. You do not want to go to hell, my friend. But the same Jesus who said, For God so loved the world, this is the good news. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life, is the same Jesus who preached the bad news about going to hell if you reject him. I have to preach it like this because most preachers have never preached on it, and and, and over 50% have resigned, and over 30% are corrupt, and so, Lord, uh, so, dear friends, we only have a few preachers left to preach the truth to you. You're going to hell if you don't repent of your sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It goes together. Once you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you you instinctively know. You instinctively know that you ought to get your life together. You ought to repent of your sins. So, preacher, how do you know that? Well, because of what I said earlier, some of you are are talking about right now. Yeah, I hear you, preacher. I, I agree with that, but you know, let me let me get my life uh, together first before I come to Jesus. You know why you're saying that? You instinctively know that when you come to Jesus, you must change your life. You must repent, and he will help you do it. You just believe right now, and it's same, same. And that means repentance. I mean, that that's just the way it is. It's not a second step. Once you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're turning away from your sin and you're trusting Christ as your Savior. And you already know that. So just believe in your heart, dear friend, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God Almighty for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will. For Romans 10.9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou and you shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Why do I have to say that to you? Because most of you don't know you're going to hell like I I was raised in church with a Baptist a preacher, a pastor, very loving man, and with a preacher mother. 
We're members of the Baptist Church, the Pentecostal Holiness Church, the Pillar of Ground of the Church, <laughs> Pillar of Ground of the True Church, the Love Center, Disciples of Christ. We're lifelong members of all of these churches and then preached in other churches. And I was lost and on my way to hell. And I didn't know it. My neighbor and my friend, one of who should have been a National Football League player, junior, is in hell today because he didn't know either. He didn't even go to church. Verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. Believe right now, dear friend, in uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, there are blessings in this life too. He'll give you peace that passeth all understanding. Joy unspeakable. I'm not going to tell you everything's going to be easy because it's not. I'm not going to tell you he's going to give you prosperity. Which the false prosperity gospel preachers preach. Because he may not do that. In fact, most Christians are poor. Contrary to what people believe. I cannot tell you that. And those who are uh, prosperity gospel rich is based upon credit. They look rich, but they're not rich. And so therefore they're not rich. I can't tell you everything is going to work out wonderful and dandy for you. It's not. Jesus promised that in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. See, that's the part. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Put your trust in him and everything will be all right. So, my dear friends, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ right now while you have a chance. In the words of the old preachers, while the blood is yet running warm, in your veins. <clears throat> Let's pray the sinner's prayer together. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have indeed broken your Ten Commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart. In your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe in uh, his gospel his good news for us sinners that he came as the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God to pay our sin debt through his shed blood he suffered he bled and he died for my sins was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. 
I believe that you suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart. My spirit and save my soul today from the hell that I deserve to the heaven I don't deserve. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness, the newness of life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your name I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, Allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, go to gospellightsociety.com or Gospel Lighthouse of Prayer and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. If you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believed in him as Jesus Christ uh, preached to you and taught you to do, as your Lord and Savior today, please email us and let us know so that we can rejoice with you and also uh, send you some information that will help you to grow in the faith to be the strong disciple of Jesus Christ and follower of Christ. You can email me at dw3 at Gospel Light Society or whatever email is on your platform. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop.